Welcome to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. We coach people every day on their money and how to plan for the future. As financial advisors, we're here to have an honest conversation and educate you on how to money. Intentionally and passionately, hit your money goals. And we'll throw in some sports talk along the way. Our mission and goal of this podcast is to improve your money journey and help you create the financial life you deserve. So let's talk money and sports. Welcome back to How to Money with Cole and Cole. I'm Bailey Ashbrook, investment advisor representative at Central Financial Group. And I would say MVP of the office. Of course you would. Day in, yeah. day out. Best basketball player, I'm sure. Well, but uh, I'm Cole Peterson. I am the uh, partner and investment advisor representative at Central Financial Group here in Fort Dodge. And I am the uh, most experienced financial advisor in the room. He's old. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Jasky, investment advisor representative. Uh, you know, I don't have anything. They have, you know, both quick witted, uh, off the cuff, uh, uh, little one liners, but I don't have anything. I'm, 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 I'm going to be original. Don't be modest. You're Good. a, you're a diehard peacock went into the, you had a, if well, people don't know this and this is kind of relates to this episode, but Cole Jasky was on a TV show. He was going to go big time. <laughs> and I thought, oh boy. Called yeah. the rookie. Yeah. He was at rookie camp with Carolina Panthers. Yep. yep. And uh, so, yeah, he, he could claim the fact that he is the only person to ever go to an NFL training camp. Yeah. I mean, I went to an NFL training camp but as a spectator. But <laughs> I was at some event uh, where you had to, you know, you had to write. It was a small group and you had to write down on a card like something that no one would guess, you know, guess in the room. And you had to guess who's is who. And that was my I was on a TV show once or a reality. That's is, a you know, cool yeah, thing. You know, and reality that's a big TV show, deal. Show. Yeah. So. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Caleb Westall, producer here at Spin Market, uh, producer of the podcast for How to Money with Cole and Cole. They almost forgot to introduce me. Yeah, so, we uh, got sidetracked. Yeah, so um, I'm I'm just here. I'm here today. Caleb's so over there going, hey guys, <laughs> still here. We were giving Cole J props because he was trying to be modest, but and it kind of pertains to today's episode. I'm excited. We're going to peel back some layers and actually talk about who are these guys giving all these great recommendations and what qualifies them. And you know, I think it's a big deal that Cole played football. It shows his dedication, kind of translates to work. But, like, you didn't make it to the NFL, and some of your, your team might have need you now. You're not doing too <laughs> I, hot. I know. Yeah, the, the rough time to be a Steelers. I think we're, you know, probably the bottom of the barrel in the NFL right now. So defense is not – it was supposed to be hyped up. Quarterback situation, we're playing a rookie already early in the season. So. And you won your first game, right? Yeah. Against the Bengals. Yeah, we beat the Bengals. Uh, right, who, who, you went to the Super Bowl yeah. last year, and it's like, I was like, mm, maybe the Steelers are going to be good this year. And Some injuries, you know, whatever it might be, but it's going to be probably a long year. For well, the officially, fan. the Panthers and the Steelers are in the race for the number one overall pick, so yep, <laughs> Panthers yep. got stomped by the 49ers on Sunday. And so. fired their coach, so... Yep. I wasn't even close, yeah. And and my Broncos aren't doing much better. I I think we have uh better, maybe a better outlook for this year. Uh we've had a we've had a tough schedule, but uh we're two and three and it's not not looking great. The offense has looked so so bad. So bad. <laughs> yeah. I had friends texting me like, What are they doing? What is going on? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a coach. Not what obviously. it's hyped up to be. No. Bailey, uh, what, Cowboys in I your just, house? I cheer those Bandwagon. Cowboys on because it's happy football team, happy life. You know, happy wife, happy life, happy, happy. football husband. Yeah. Happy yeah. life. They're doing good. I mean, just Hawkeyes kind of stink, but just Cowboys are doing good. So maybe just tell them to turn off, do something, plan, make plans on Saturdays, and then watch 
yeah. football on Sunday. Tough year for the the state of or tough weekend for the state of Iowa. With All the, three teams, yeah, lost. lost by less than three. I think one point, two points, and three points. Yeah, oh, wow. Was so tough. I didn't even know that. You That's and I, crazy. Iowa State and Iowa. You and I, at the end, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. So, t- tough weekend. Speaking of, and it's funny, so because we're getting into these questions and learn more about Cole and Cole, but Cole, I know this. I'm just stating this. Cole P wanted to be a teacher coach. Cole J, we had a conversation. You wanted to be a coach. I've coached. Now it's funny. Like, how have we all gotten to this point? So, like, first question, Cole Peterson, how did you get in the business? Like, what past experience you got to you to this point? Because you didn't become a teacher, but you teach. Right. So I was I was in the golf business right out of, of college. I was an assistant golf pro over at Beaver Hills and Cedar Falls, where I went to school at UNI. And um, then I ran a golf course at, at Atta Grove, uh, which is on the western part of the part of the state. And at that point, I kind of thought I better get a real job. I was getting married to uh, to my wife Molly, and I uh, thought I probably should get a, a, a real job and, and quit screwing off with this golf stuff. So um, I just applied to a bunch of jobs at, uh, in Des Moines at the time. I didn't even really want to take the job with Principal. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I needed a job. So I started as customer service at Principal Financial Group. Um, barely passed the Series Six test because I really wasn't committed to it. But then once I got into it, I spent 12 years at principal thinking I would be there maybe for six months to a year. And I spent 12 years there and, and learned uh, all kinds of things about the business. Uh, got, got more licenses and I was able to do way more things. So my experience started at principal. As far as being an advisor, I'd also started at principal. I was able to help people in all 50 states. Uh, with rolling over 401ks to IRAs. That was that was my main job, but we did life insurance and things like that. But my main job was just helping people with rollovers. And uh, so that, that got my feet wet with that, but I really wanted to get to where I was helping individuals uh, and families and couples uh, with, with their retirement plan, uh, where over the phone you can't really you know, do a whole lot of that. So that's how what brought me back to Fort Dodge. Uh, we found out we were having twins in uh, May of 2016, and I started looking right away because they were being born in November of 2016. It took us about a year and a half to find the right situation and, and sign on the dotted line, but we moved back, um, and I started at November 1st, 2017 at Central Finance Group in Fort Dodge. So when do you think you knew like you wanted to make that, like, I love this industry, I'm enjoying what I'm doing, It's I'm 12 years in, not six months. When did you realize, like, I'm going to be a financial advisor, that's what I'm going to do, I'm going to be my own business owner, my own boss. Like, what do you think, when did that click for you, you think? Once we came out of the recession, when, when the so I was at principal when the recession hit in 2008, 2009. Um, and once we came out of that in 2012, 2013, things started returning to normal. Um, and I got a job as a, as a mutual fund wholesaler at principal, which made me go out to advisors' offices and talk to financial advisors about our mutual funds. And then I was like, hmm, I think I could do this. Like I started giving social security seminars and Medicare seminars for uh, principal for these advisors. And I was like, these advisors got a pretty good gig, man. They, <laughs> you know, they're, they're, uh, you know, if you can get some clients and you can get some money, uh, you know, you, you got to work hard. Obviously I saw them all working really hard, but I thought that they, they got a pretty good lifestyle and, and it, they own their own business and you don't, there's not, I wouldn't say there's a ton of risk involved as far as becoming a, a financial advisor. Um, as long as you're good at it. That's, that's the big thing is you got to be a hard worker and you got to be someone that's committed to it. So yeah, committed to helping people. So to put the timeline in perspective, coming out of the recession would have been six years after you started roughly. 
Yeah. So, I mean, everyone's opinion of when we came out of the recession is so different. Um, but I would say, yeah, 2013 or so. So it'd be about seven years after I started at principal. I was like, I think I could, I think I could do this on my own, but, um, you don't want to, it's also something you don't want to jump into because it is a commission only job. So if you jump into it and you do fail, it's not, you usually it's a hard fall <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a yeah hard there fall. you go there you go you gotta so. be surrounded by you know we're being a good environment i think especially early on which what helped you i'm mm-hmm. sure was the experience of you had so much experience talking on the phone yes. talking to people when you know emotions in this business were running a very high point that probably gave you a ton of experience talking to people and that's that's sometimes the hardest thing is just dealing with you know different personalities and understanding how people click yeah and i've said this on this podcast before but a lot of our job is, is, is almost like counseling, yep. um, you know, calming people down and, uh, or going through a death in the family. Um, you know, there's so many different situations that we deal with that it's not always about making people money. Um, it's sometimes about making people happy a different way. Um, and trying to, trying to take care of them the best way possible that you'd take care of your own mother, father, brother, sister. Definitely. Okay, Cold J. I don't know if I've completely heard your story. We we talked on the side once. You were going to be a coach, going to go to the NFL. Yep. TV reality star. Didn't work <laughs> out. When that did not pan out, how did you get into the business? Yeah, so um, started taking some finance. I was uh, I redshirted in college, so I had an extra. Basically, I played an extra year where I had already graduated, so I had to take some classes for eligibility-wise. So I started taking some finance classes, kind of learning about the industry. And I, I was, I was interested in our industry prior when I was kind of, Hey, what am I going to do when I get done playing football and stuff? And, um, you know, got into it and that's where, you know, obviously tried to play football, didn't, didn't work out. Uh, and I immediately was like, okay, uh, who's someone I can reach out to that's in the business that kind of in the financial advisor space. I didn't know exactly what I, what that even meant at that time, but I had a connection with a, a longtime, uh, financial advisor, uh, that worked for Edward Jones for a lot of years. Um, very successful uh, from from uh, the Jefferson area or in the area. So uh, I reached out to him and just said, hey, what do you do? You know, and just kind of learned, you know, learned about the business. And, uh, and then I started, you know, kind of exploring some other opportunities. But anyways, ended up, you know, joining Edward Jones, kind of had a couple things in between, but um, went through their training program uh, and and really started started from scratch. Uh, you know, as Cole, Cole says, so I, I, I will say the, the, the beginning of this business, very tough. Um, but I knew right away, uh, cause I was looking, you know, I was, when I did get done with school, I'm like, okay, it was either coaching or, or going into this business. And I relate the two very, very similar. I feel like a coach and we, you know, you, we make the sports analogies and stuff all the time, but, um, that's what we're doing. I mean, we're coaching people on, on their finances, on, on decisions and things there. And, and I really enjoy that. And I, I even coached high, you know, high school. I, I didn't this past two, these past two years, but first few years out of school, I coached uh, football and still kind of kept that competitiveness, but very relatable with how you deal with um, dealing with clients. Yeah. And you can tell you both have that coach teacher heart mindset with your clients, which is great. Okay. I'm going to go into a heavy question because that kind of talked about your financial experience, what qualifies you exams. You guys are both licensed. You both have a great number of years and you're both entrepreneurs in my mind. So what is the big, how has a failure set you up for success? Do you have like a favorite failure of yours, Cole P? Favorite failure? Yeah, <laughs> That's kind question. of a, like a, a double-edged sword, right? Um, I don't know if it, it's a failure, but it, it's something that happened to me that that was uh, a big experience that probably shaped my life um, more than I thought 
at the time. So when I was a senior in high school, I, uh, I herniated two discs in my back and I was set to play college football and basketball. And the doctor told me that ain't going to happen. So it was sports was my life at the time. And I didn't really, um, I didn't have another passion at that time. So I, uh, you know, I, I took the passion of becoming a different person and it was, it was, it was tough. Um, you know, I didn't play any high uh, college football or basketball and I played a little bit of uh, college golf and it was a different experience for me, um, than I thought I was going to have. And, um, you know, but it shaped me for the person that I am now and, and, uh, definitely was a, it was a, a changing moment in my life for sure. Yeah, that's that's a big. Ad- I don't think I knew that. I, I didn't know, know that either. I, yeah, and that's a huge adversity. Um, it's hard when you identify, and then all of a sudden your your identity kind of goes away. I think maybe Cole J could attest to that too. Once you're done playing sports, you're like, who am I? Like, what am I gonna do? Like, this is all I know, and this is all I'm known for. So yeah, and I didn't think that would come. I knew it would come at some point in your life, but you do you don't think when you're a high school senior that it's right. gonna come. That would be hard. Yeah, I mean, it's just it was, done, especially because of an injury like that. Right. And you're right. robbed of an opportunity because it is an opportunity. Right. To be and it's not like I had like a division one scholarship to go play football at Iowa. I was, I was going to go to BV and play football and basketball. Um, probably end up concentrating on one or the other. I didn't know really what I wanted to do, but when that's taken from you um, yeah. and you're just like, Oh crap, now what do I do? And I was like, well, I'm okay at golf. <laughs> I guess I'll yeah. go, yep. I guess I'll go to you and I and play golf um, and just walk on and see what happens. Um, so but that's what I did. Awesome for you to look at it now, look back and be like, wow, that's changed me. That's kind of helped me through who I am. And it, this is my new identity. I, I think a lot of kids would crumble in that moment. So thank you. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you bet. Cole J, what about you? Biggest failure? Learning a lot about the group yeah, today. We're I know it we, up. We, we spend, you know, a lot of time together. It's funny how much you don't know yeah. still about, about people's backgrounds. But yeah, you know, you, you talk about identity. Uh, and when I was looking at this question, I'm like, I was like, can think of sports, sports situations, which I have, you know, I have a few of, of non-sports things, but I, I've got two that come to mind, I would say, and they're both football failures. Um, you know, one most recent is probably the, uh, you know, yeah, I was in camp with the Panthers and, you know, the end of that, you know, I'm, I still to this day remember sitting with a group of other guys that all kind of got cut and let go and sitting in the airport, you know, having a beer and we're all like, well, what's next, you know, and you're waiting for opportunities and I still had other things lined up and stuff, but I'll never forget that. It was kind of a, you know, moment I was sitting there. I'm like, gosh, this, this sucks. Cause you're, I mean, it's, it's kind of getting like getting dumped is what it's compared to, you know, compared to, and all of a sudden you're like, well, that didn't work out. What's next? And, uh, I, I kind of had a, I'm, there's two moments in my life where I've like tried to like remember those moments. And that was one I'll never, like, I have a vivid memory of that. And then the other one was in high school losing the semifinals. That's just a, I'll never forget that. There's nothing like high school sports played football at all levels. And, um, you know, the emotions at that, uh, at the, at the high school sports level is so much different and you're tied to your friends and stuff. And, uh, those are, and not so much a, anything specific to that failure is just something that sticks out as, as like a, you know, a, a memory where it didn't end happily, but, you know, ultimately looked at it as a positive in the long run and learned that, Hey, not everything goes your way. Mm-hmm. Um, you Life's got, tough. Yeah, yeah. Adversity. It's, it's, you know, it relates to parenting, to being a spouse, everything. So being an advisor, I like, yeah. I always like the thing you fail forward. You know, I think the best thing you can teach these people is 
failing, everyone's going to do it. And don't save people from failing because that's how you're going to learn. And that's how you're going to be. All those things you guys just mentioned. I see you guys every day work. Like, that's why you're so dedicated to your job. Well, we've, we've had to share. I think Bailey should have. That's a good, that's oh. a great question. Yeah. I think Bailey should have I, to I know we that, said we that, couldn't do all three of us yeah. on all three of the, all these I questions. I was interviewing but, you guys. Yeah. But uh, I think I think that's that's something that we need to hear from you. Yeah. So what was, Bailey, what was your uh, biggest failure or moment in your life that maybe set you up later for success? Oh, boy. I wasn't prepared. Um, Honestly, again, gosh. Probably when I, uh, you kind of know this, but I went to Iowa Central for two years, great experience. And then I went to Sioux Falls, University of Sioux Falls, and played basketball. We actually made it to nationals. I missed the game-winning shot to get to the Elite Eight. We had lost a total of seven games. Four of the games were the same team. But I quit that year after. We It was probably the best basketball I've ever played in my life. Um, super successful. But I was unhappy, and I couldn't figure it out. And I forgot that life there's other things going on in my life that aren't about basketball and I quit and sometimes I look back I'm like man I knew and I'd never paid for college I stirred every game people were shocked that I was quitting I was shocked I was just pretty lost I think but now looking back I was for a long time I was like man did I make the right decision but actually that team got inducted to the hall of fame the other week and I just had a lot of closure and it just hit me I'm like I got on so many great tracks because of quitting. It wasn't a healthy experience for me at the time. And it propelled me into friendships and relationships and coming back home and being with my husband. Now I tell him I would have never got back together just timing wise. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of catapulted to me to the spot today. So. And when you say you didn't quit, you transferred. Yes. And you say quitting, but it, it, to me, it felt quitting. Like I quit on my teammates. I quit on my coach. We, it, but it wasn't the best situation, and some of the other girls were struggling and looking back. Some of them are still just tr- I'm not going right. to get in the depths of it, but to me, you don't. You Sometimes don't. you have to make the best decision yeah. for yourself. Yes. That is not the best decision yeah. for maybe everyone else around you, but you have to make that decision. I yeah. feel like me and you have talked about this situation mm-hmm. several times, so that's why I'm shedding some light on it. Um, because I, I think you emotionally and for your life to continue, you had to make that yeah. decision. Yeah, it was, there's a lot going on, but at the time it definitely felt like a failure. Like people are like, you must not have played. I'm like, no, I played a lot. I was a star, but it but didn't work. Very yeah. Well. So yeah. Thanks for bringing that heavy question on guys. So we're going to take a quick break. Cause that was a little heavy, but as you can see, we're getting, we're getting to know Cole and Cole. This will be fun. This podcast is produced by spin market and digital. Located in Fort Dodge, Iowa, Spin Market's highly skilled team can help you increase your market by updating your website, improving SEO, designing advertisements, and producing podcasts that will grab the attention of your market. Contact Spin Market today for all your digital marketing needs at digitalagent at spinmarketwith2ks.com or call us at 515-302-8026. And to learn more, visit our website at www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. That's digitalagent at spinmarket.com or 515-302-8026. Or visit our website, www.spinmarketwith2ks.com. All right, welcome back. Those were, I appreciate you guys' answers, you know? It's hard to get men a little vulnerable and you guys are advisors and people need to know you as a pe- as a person. It's good distraction right now. Yeah, you know, yeah. a little craziness in the market yeah. world, you know, a lot of things going on. So it's good to get our minds off something else, get the yeah. listeners thinking about other things. Let's 
go this way now. What is one of the best investments you've made into yourself, Cole Jasky? Yeah, I, you know, I don't have anything specific I can earmark, but I, I can think of two things that, you know, relates to, to more to habits and things. And um, one investment I think I've continued to be committed to is, is education. And, and I always preach this to like my clientele of saying, educate yourself, you know, make sure when you're making decisions, whether they're finance or, or whatever, or lo- you know, your loans, whatever it might be, make sure you're educated on the process or seek out the education. And uh, the second one's, this has been something more, you know, I've, I've tried to commit to, to reading a little bit. And I know we're in this digital world of everyone wants to listen to everything. And I'm included in that of like, you know, people say, oh, I read a book, but really you'll listen to it on Audible. There's a difference to me, but I, I've actually tried to commit to, to um, you know, physically reading, you know, w- whether it's, you know, very small in each day. And that's something that I, I find that I'm not a very good speller. It helps me spell like, and that comes back. It's a, it's a, it, it does. It, 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 I right. Mean, we have a joke in yeah. the office of yeah. <laughs> Bailey and Cole cannot spell. Yeah. But, you know, I'm good with words, but it's like I cannot, I, I don't know, something in my brain just doesn't click, but I find that reading helps Same. that. that and, time you were writing on yeah. the whiteboard. You don't want me writing on, on a like, whiteboard oh in front of people. Get out of, my, it, get out of my way. It makes it worse when people are staring. Yep. You're like, I know I can't yep. spell. Now I'm thinking about it even more. Yep. It's easy when you're, you know, typing an email by yourself. You just Google something and put it in there, you know. But well, also uh, with computers, it autocorrects now. Yeah, yeah. Not if you're so, close. <laughs> Gotta be close. Yeah, but that's, you know, I, you know nothing nothing to, to pinpoint directly, but those two things that I, I would say they're an investment in my time that I'm, I'm committed yeah. to doing ongoing. And I think uh, education is very important, especially yeah. for the industry that we're in and being yeah. entrepreneurs. Our, our time is, is so valuable because of the, the business that we, we run and the kids that we have and the wives, you know, we, we have to make sure we plan out our days yeah. pretty carefully. So. And important to take time for yourself. So that's great. Cole P, what about you? Yeah, I would say uh, the most worthwhile investment, uh, other than you know taking my wife on our, our first date, because uh, that would be my worth, most Such worthwhile a brown investment. Noser. Such yeah. a brown But noser. Uh, moving back to Fort Dodge, um, it, it was a, it was uh, at the time when I told people I'm moving from a um, a job that I've been at for 12 years with uh, full benefits, four hundred one great 401k, all that stuff, back to a job where nothing was guaranteed, four kids, no insurance. Um, you know, a lot of people thought I was crazy, but I could see the, I could see the the future, and I think that that future is is coming coming into fruition. Um, you know, five years in, and it's and it's work it's working, and trying to talk your wife into that too. That was uh, you know, I had Molly great had faith lived my there. Life. Molly had lived in Des Moines for a long time, twenty years. Yeah, that's a big yeah. change. So she she's like, what we're gonna move where? Back to Fort Dodge? What what are you gonna do? How much are you gonna make? I have no idea, Molly. <laughs> Well, how are we going to pay for insurance? I don't know. It'll work out. Just, just, we'll pack, figure it just out. start packing. We just had four kids. Let's move back. Yeah, just, jobs. just start packing. We'll, we'll figure it out. But you trusted yourself, which is a, right. which is a huge thing. And it's big risk reward, but it, it just talks about your habits and who you are as a person. So let me ask you this. What's a new behavior habit that has most improved your life in the last five years? So I, w- I would say establishing a work ethic. Uh, when I, when I was at principal, uh, I realized that you have to, uh, you know, you have to have a work ethic to be able to, to move up and at print, you know, moving up at principal is basically the only way that you got paid more and, and, uh, you know, got more responsibility and things like that. And, and you were really, uh, you were recognized for your work there. And, and you, you know, if your time on the phone and your, you know, adherence of being on the phone of, you know, taking phone calls, the number of phone calls. So if you were, if you were upper echelon of that, then you got, 
you know, more bonuses, more money, more things like that. And I was like, huh, I kind of like this making more money thing. So um, I'm going to try to work even harder. So uh, I think developing those habits um, and your behaviors of just when you go to work, you work, you know, for whatever time to whatever time you're, you're there to, to do your job and to work. Now, when I go home, I try not to, I try to, you know, pay attention to my kids and pay attention to my wife and things like that. But uh, when I'm at the office, it's like, I don't walk around and talk to people. I You're in go mode. <laughs> really Cole, Cole's lucky. And, and uh, both of these guys, I mean, they're there at five, six in the morning sometimes just grinding it out before I, most people are even thinking about what they're having for breakfast. So kudos to that. I think it, it shows is what I'm telling you. That's our secret. You're not supposed to tell people. That. I know. Well, I don't get that luxury. That's the quiet, that's the quiet time. Cause otherwise, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. during the day, anybody else there. there's yeah. so much, you know, we've so yeah. many, so much interaction each day. It's it. like, I completely, you know, uh, it's, it's the, you know, com- decompression time and you can get a lot done. You can it's get a habits. lot done before anyone gets there. Funny, yeah. th- funny thing is sometimes me and Cole are there for two hours by ourselves and we don't speak to yeah. each other. They're just bragging because <laughs> they know I would do this, but I can't because I drop the kids off in the morning. Luke goes to work at Bailey's seven. envious we, of us. Very, they have no idea. We, do we do say that. hi and they go to our separate yeah. offices and we really don't. And we're right next to each other with the doors open and we <laughs> won't talk for two hours. Yeah, like no, it's, that, it's crazy. It's such a great habit though. Yeah. I mean, you don't even think about, you're just doing it and you don't probably notice it. Cole, what's yours? What's yours? What's your most yeah. improved habit? You know, I would say uh, in, you know, over the last five years as I've evolved, you know, my professional career being, you know, with my family and my, you know, other business activities that I'm involved in is, is, uh, you know, I have this and it's tied to leadership, but ownership, you know, and there's a, there's a, uh, a book, another book I read and I don't want to get in trouble for making it, you know, email you know, it in, but now I want to know. Yeah. Recommendations of the book, but, uh, you know, it talks about extreme ownership and that's a, that's something that I've really, I found like in all aspects of my life that I try to first, when, when you're, you know, approaching a problem or well, maybe not a problem or something that you're not happy with. And, um, if you, if you, you know, come from it at a point of, of ownership first, you know, it, you know, you'd be, really shocked of how it de-escalates a lot of situations and you know the person on the other side of that if whether it's leading an employee or a client or you know you and your wife having a you know conversation um, I try to come from that perspective of like what did I do incorrectly first or what can I own first what was my mistake before I point out someone else's um, and that's that's something you know from that sword background you've always heard that you know you don't as a leader you don't blame especially as a quarterback you know I was kind of like you you get you know, all the glory, but you also got blamed for losing the game if you threw the interception. So kind of came with it, but that's something I've really tried to evolve in my, my business life, especially with employees and people that I, that I lead. And, uh, and actually it's even at home, it's a huge thing. Cause I, you know, struggle to separate business and home life sometimes. So, so it's a, it's a good habit to have at home. Yeah. What a belief. Cause I think it's so easy, especially in today's world, it's what's happening to us and not what can I take ownership of? So that that's, kudos to you that's cool and i know what book you're talking about it's the the whole um it's not your fault about my problem it's what can i do to improve my problem or situation i think whatever a common thing right now that i i feel like we could own even as parents is you hear a lot of people mad about kids behaviors Mm -hmm. right teachers and things and and i'm a i'm a believer one it starts at home with the parents Kids kids are a culture of their environment as parents we need to own like Hey, we need to have a part in this. And that's, that's something that I'm, you know, not that I want to get sidetracked on political things, but I think as owner, you know, ownership and parenting of like, I need to do my part. And that's a big thing going on right now. I think we're, um, we could all uh, 
you know, improve Lead on. better. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on that. Topic. How about you, Bailey? Because you're big on behaviors and habits oh, and things yeah. like that. What, what do you think has most improved your life in the last five years or something that you've... Oh, for sure. It sounds so corny. Um, I think I started this right after having kids, but I do a gratitude journal every morning. And I'm telling you, it like rewires your brain. It's like scientific, but every morning. So, I write, uh, so I don't know what that is. So explain what that means. So every morning I write five things I'm grateful for. I'm grateful that my kids are healthy. I'm grateful I have the opportunity to go to work every day. And I, like, I'm grateful for this cup of coffee, whatever it may be. That's awesome. That's I cool. write five and then, the, and then I write my 10 I ams. So like, these are things I want to do, but I'm not quite doing them yet, but I'm already saying them like I'm doing it. Like I am, I, ha- I have hard conversations with my husband in the moment. I have, I'm getting real because I'm telling you what I write down, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I write my financial goals, my religious, I just write who I want to be. And so then every morning I kind of wake up and I know like I'm a person that makes impact at work. So like you do this every morning. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And then Good I keep you. them in yeah, my, and awesome. then I That's keep awesome. them. I have them actually saved in my safe. So someday like I hope my kids can go through them and be like, wow, like, like just having them, I'm trying to teach myself and my, the, my kids like have a vision for yourself. Like a, it's a good vision board for your, for your mm-hmm. year. So the first, that's the probably first my best that, habit. The grateful, the grateful part. Yeah. That's, you know, w- just from the perspective, at least what I've seen, it seems like more and more people live. So they're ungrateful. They're unhappy. They're unthankful to constantly put that in front of you mm-hmm. helps you live a, it live, you live a happier life because yeah, of it. If you're going to sure. constantly live, if yep. you're going to be, upset and ungrateful and um whatever you're you're just you're never going to find the joy of yeah. well these are the good things in my life it's it yeah it would be easy to complain and then i i'd write it down sometimes and i look at my life i'm like wow like i'm so blessed so that was cheesy but that's really oh. what i do and it is really a game changer it helps with like work life who you want to be as a spouse all good things so i just wrote that down that's something i I'm know yeah gonna have to maybe do sometime it's, it's, it, I would recommend it to anyone. And then another thing I started budgeting over the last five years and game changer, just bringing this back. So I'm going to change subject cause I want to get off me. What is your favorite part about your job? You know what? Yeah. Cold J let's get back. To you know what we're, we're, um, we're going to continue. I've got, I've got two. I like to always have two, two examples mm-hmm. kind of ones. Um, but I, I know two that come right to mind. First and foremost, coaching. I, I at heart am a coach at heart. Like I love to help people love to see people succeed and kind of evolve. Um, and then the second one, I think this is, this is, uh, this is more happening now as I've, you know, gotten to year seven in the business around that time. I'm actually seeing people retire that I've worked with for five, six, seven years now. And that's a really cool thing when all of a sudden the, the light kicks on, they're like, Hey, I'm retiring or I'm pulling the trigger and they're, they've built up a nest egg or, you know, they, we've designed a plan that says, Hey, here's where your you know, retirement income is going to come from. And they feel very comfortable. That's uh, very satisfying to me, you know, or, or you help someone make a decision that you can see like the stress is like lifted off their so- shoulders. Um, a very fun moment to go through, but specifically the retiring, seeing people like, you know, that make smile. It. Yeah. That smile, like, boom, I'm done working. And they feel good cool about thing. it. Yeah. It's a cool thing. They're, yeah. And they're, they're happy and, yeah, and they're very comfortable. That's something I always do on Money Guide Pro is I wait till they come in when they've retired and I'll wait and I'll switch them from employed to retired in front of them and be like, isn't that cool? You know, it's like, that's pretty awesome. And uh, yeah, it's going to be even more weird. Like when we see people that are, you know, maybe only like 10 years older than us in 20 years retire that we've been helping for 20 30 years because we've really, you know, been only been helping people for, you know, five to 10 years or something like that. But, um, it's going to be even 
more strange like these these people that have been saving with us for 20 30 years that are retiring and you start working you with kids kids of yeah. ki- you know yeah. clients they've had for 20 years and all of a sudden you have their kids or adults and or you know and it's uh, uh it's very evolving and and, and fun to see you're kind of watching a you re- you know what I mean? You're, it's like you walked alongside of them. Yeah. Now they're grown up, and you're like, "Wow, I helped you." You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like mentoring, basically. Yeah. So, all right, Colby, your favorite so, part of the job besides working with me? Right, right. Um, so, so I, co- basically, the same things Cole said: uh, helping people and 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 helping them to retirement. So, I'm going to give an example of like how we help people, mm-hmm. um, and, and it's not always about. Um, necessarily dollars and cents for for us and 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 I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but I'm just going to give you an example of something that happened recently. Um, I had a I had a client come in and, and his wife had recently passed away, and we uh, we went to to look at the uh, life insurance that she had through her work, which she had recently been let go because she had been sick and and things uh, were were just not not in the right place uh, for her to to continue to work there. Well. When she let got let go, her work insurance, um, you know, typically you can take that work insurance with you when you quit a job. And one company was telling her that that they had sent her the packet. The other company was selling that they had sent her the packet. Well, come to find out, nobody had sent the packet out to her, and she was never given the option to continue with the life insurance. So, I can get into more details on, on that if if somebody have questions on how that works. But basically, nobody had sent her out. Uh, this information on this $80,000 worth of life insurance that she could have paid three premiums. Basic, we knew she was going to pass away. So we would have paid the premiums. Um, so we, we got on the phone with these people and I spent probably three to six hours on the phone trying to figure out where, who we need to talk to, to get this money paid out because, um, I felt strongly that it needed to be paid out. And, um, you know, we eventually did get it paid out. You did it. $80,000. for yourself, Cole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you. that's how we help people. Yeah. I mean, th- th- would have my client spent that time on the phone and known what the questions to ask and known the things that, that, uh, that, that we know. And that some people, you know, talk about, um, you know, what they, what they would pay a financial advisor and things like that. And then sometimes it's just, it's just, priceless advice because you don't have to do it yourself. Yeah, right. Yep. And you knew that he had the right to that money. And he might not have known that like, Oh, he, he didn't understand the pressing. Yeah. Pre- making sure yeah. like, Hey, no, this, 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 these calls need to happen. We yes. need to have this communication. A lot of times a client just won't, especially when they're grieving. It's the last thing they yes. want to do is mm-hmm. go and argue yes. with a, you know, with a co- life insurance company when, you know, in the they situation, gave so up that's good. That's an awesome story. I haven't heard that story. So, mm-hmm. and kudos, I'll clap for Cole. He doesn't want to his horn, but he, but I mean, he, he got after that and it, it's, it's life changing money for people. So let's, so what are some bad recommendations, Cole, you talked about expense or how much you pay? You know yeah. I mean? So what I would say a bad recommendation you hear about our profession, like a misconception. Yeah. A misconception. I would say that, that a lot of people think it is expensive to meet with a financial advisor. Um, Typically, a financial advisor doesn't charge you. It's not like a lawyer or attorney that, that we charge like an hourly fee or anything like that. So um, it, it's not typically expensive. And a lot of times the commissions or what we get paid is comes from an insurance company. So if you buy a life insurance policy from us, you don't pay us anything for that life insurance policy. You're paying the company for the life insurance policy. We're getting paid basically what's called a you know kind of like a finder's fee for, for placing that policy from the insurance company. Um, so a lot of times you're not actually paying us money to, you know, have your life insurance, do your investments. Um, there are fee-based investments that we do, but 
when when you're doing a fee-based investment, the more money you make, the more money we make. So yep. obviously we're kind of in it together. So um, I would say, you know, if you've, you've thought about meeting with, a, you know, I need more help or I, I need, you know, I'm not sure what I'm doing here. Uh, talk with a financial advisor and, and you can, they'll disclose if they're fiduciary, they'll disclose the fees up front and, and talk about that with you uh, before you, uh, before you pull the trigger on moving any money or anything like that. They got to go through that with you. Right. Like a good advisor will take care of you and we're not just out here charging fees. So Cole, mm-hmm. what's the, what's a misconception or a bad recommendation you hear in this world? Yeah. You know, um, I guess I, I would go with anyone that's, if you're seeking out advice or seeking, you know, speaking to a financial advisor and, um, and, and the first thing they do is start talking recommendations, you know, or very early on in the process, um, you know, probably not the right situation to be in. You know, as fiduciaries, we're, you know, our, our primary objective is to figure out the goals and, and the comfort, you know, comfort education of the client first, their situation, right? You have to, that's why, you know, some people don't like it because we, we turn into interrogators, you know, right. yeah. but we're, we're asking these questions. Hey, what, what'd you pay in taxes? You know, what, what's your, you know, incomes, what, you know, all those things. Cause we, we have to have that information to make recommend, you know, if you want a recommendation that we feel comfortable with, we have to know the situation. And that's where, you know, unfortunately we've all had, had stories or had clients where they bought something else where we're sold a product. You know, I would say there's a difference between being product-based versus solutions-based. And I think that's where I've always wanted to be like, hey, I want to, if there's an issue or a goal, I want to provide the most appropriate solution, not, you know, just the first product that comes to mind. Right. Yeah. No, if I, you have a financial advisor that uses the same product all the time. For the same, they're for product, everyone. They're yep. product-based yep. because yeah. they're they're not giving you a the best, best thing out there or they're not doing the research on what is the best thing for people and what fits every situation. Um, so we don't put, everybody in the same account because it doesn't fit for everybody. It's really getting to know the person and who they are. What are their goals? Because no one's, no one's picture is the same, getting all the right puzzle pieces. I've probably done what, 150 to 200 different money guide pro plans. Every one of them looks different. Yeah, I know. None of them look the same. (laughs) All right. I'm going to end on this question then. I'm going to change gears. Those were great questions. Answers, excuse me. But who, this is a heavy one again. We're going to end on a heavy one. No crying. Yeah. Or do, because I think it's great. Men are allowed to cry. You're going to have to answer this one too. Yeah. Okay. Cole P focus. Who is the most, most influential person in your life? Well, I'm not going to say person, but people. Yeah, do it. My dad and mom, uh, really instilled in me a, a strong work ethic, uh, when they, when I was growing up. So I don't think there's anything that, that they did that didn't show me that you got to work hard. You know, you can have a lot of rewards, but you got to work hard and you, and you got to put your mind to things and you can accomplish a lot of things if you put your mind to it, uh, there was, there was, there was a lot of times in my childhood where, um, you know, I didn't understand what they were doing, but, uh, now I do. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, it, you know, kids out there, I know that my kids probably aren't going to listen to this, but maybe my 12 year old, listen to your, listen to your parents. <laughs> you know, it's that <laughs> they, they fail forward. You got to yeah, let them fail yeah. because yep. that's like, you don't see the full picture. Cause my dad said no to me on some stuff. I'm like, or like we would butt heads. And now I'm like, Oh, yeah. they know more than you think. They yeah. Do. Time. Always do. Cole J. Yeah, um, this is easy for me. My my great grandma, um, who raised me, I'd say my older portion of my my youth life. Um, parents were divorced earlier. Really, never actually. My parents were never married. So, um, but you know, always had a split split home kind of chaos. I have a crazy family, and my my grandma Florence, great grandma Florence, was 
was a pretty uh, stable figure always in my life. You know, that's where a lot of my, I remember still, you know, being six years old, my brother being 10, we're going to Tom Thumbs and she was making sure we hold the door open and things like the old fashioned, like old fashioned farm, farm lady, you know, but she was a sweetheart and did everything for us. And she was a one person, you know, she, uh, I'll, I'll the, some of the people close to me will laugh at this, but, uh, she, she was the one person I, I could feel very comfortable. And sometimes my temper, you know, if I was frustrated with things, not at her, but like frustrated and she'd always go temper, temper. She'd always <laughs> do that. So I'll never for, for all my, even as I was, a, 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 you know, in my twenties and she'd see it come out every now and then and she'd go temper, temper and for years. So that was, uh, that's an easy one for me, but she had a big impact on my, in my, my older brother's life too. I bet he would say the exact same thing. That's awesome. Florence holding the fort down, yep. man. She yep. sounds like a- All right, Bailey, your turn. You're not going to get out of this one, Bailey. Um, you know, I've been blessed with a lot of coaches, a lot of great people in my life in and out, but honestly, I would say my dad is my most influential person. And still to this day, it's really cool to see it full circle because when I was younger, I was wild and i like to live no life. no way i just love to push people's beliefs and do everything else differently and my was the oddball in my family but he was always influential in sports and life um especially sports he was at every i always tell him this he was at he didn't he didn't see how big of it was but he was at every single game of my growing up which i mean i can't tell you just the support there and now it's cool because he's so business savvy and intelligent now it's like full circle now i ask him about stuff at work and life and it's it's really cool he's definitely the most influential person in my life for sure Caleb, nice. you got you want to throw someone in here um shout out yeah sure i'll, I'll do this one i guess since yeah. i haven't answered any of this pulling um, teeth over there yeah. I'll, i guess <laughs> uh no for me it's definitely my dad um he's i i think you guys already kind of covered almost everything that i would have said in the sense of why it's my dad um he's always been such a great example for me of who I want to model my life after a hard worker takes care great care of his wife and his children and his family family first that's always been a big thing for him so um family first hard worker just those those two things are just like if I could do it exactly like he did it yeah. I would you he, know you'll do it your way but with his way too right yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome yeah I just want to first off thank these guys for getting a little vulnerable at the podcast, right? I mean, we out of my element. Yeah, for sure, I know. Cole J is like hiving over there. If That's you could tough see for him. me, but it, I think it's important because it's important we understand our clients, but it's also important for them to understand who they're listening to and who they're taking recommendations from, and what's your education and what shaped you and kind of person. And I think. If anything, this episode's very telling that you're in great hands if you were with Cole and Cole and just. I appreciate you guys every day. So we're going to do something a little different. We're going to end each podcast on a quote, and this is a good one for today. It's going to be a sports quote every time. A good coach can change a game. A great coach can change a life. John Wooden. Go Cubs. You've been listening to How to Money with Cole and Cole, the podcast of Essential Financial Group, courtesy of Spin Market. Learn more about the Central Financial Group on their website, www.centralfinancialgroup.com. For now, I'm Cole. And I'm Cole. And we'll see you on the greens. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services 
referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associations Incorporated. Material discussed is meant for general informational purposes only, and it is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Diversification does not insure against loss. Any guarantees discussed refer only to fixed insurance products and are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.